What the Actual Fork podcast is co-hosted by two intuitive eating registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. We can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we are medical professionals, we are human beings too. We are not afraid to share our deepest, darkest secrets and how many years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So get comfy and join us for a casual combo where you can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. We are so grateful that you're here. So if you enjoyed this podcast and want to connect further, we invite you to follow along on Instagram at what the actual fork pod and subscribe, rate and review our podcast so we can continue to share this message with more and more people. Now let's get into it. Welcome back to a Jenna and Sammy episode of what the actual fork podcast. Hi, Sam. Hi, Jenna. I How love these you? ones where we Me just get to like too. catch up and tell each other's stories. Basically. Sometimes I have to remind myself that this is not a phone call. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like we are recorded for the entire internet. To hear. <laughs> Don't say anything Reminder. too personal, even though there are no boundaries on this I was going to say we're boundaries are not our forte, but we're getting better. We're definitely well, actually, better. why don't we start there before I actually, before I ask you your, what the actual fork moment, because we were just chatting about this and I feel like we've never actually defined what a boundary is and why they're so important. And it's come up with the clients that I'm currently working with like so much recently. I think as we get closer and closer to summer, as we get closer and closer to more family events together, barbecues, things, um, you know, different clothing options. I think this conversation becomes like very, very important. So do you want to start there? Of just what a boundary is or what yeah, it means to me. And yeah. why it's important. Yeah. So you know me, I'm an analogy gal. Um, Hit love it. a good analogy to teach. So I wish I could give credit. I don't know who this was. If you know, let me know. But I like to think of boundaries as like the guardrails on a road that keep you safe. Mm. So they're there for a purpose to keep you safe, to make sure that you're headed in the right direction. And if we cross those boundaries or those guardrails, it can start to be obviously uncomfortable, but very dangerous. <laughs> yes. And dangerous. So also friendly reminder that boundaries are, and I hope you have a, like a more definite definition pulled up, but I also like to always say to keep us safe and comfortable. And chances are when you're doing them right, it's, going to feel uncomfortable and the person you are setting a boundary with will probably not like it because it's going to affect them because you're teaching them how to treat you. And you're basically saying, I'm setting this boundary to keep me safe, to keep me comfortable and whatever habit behavior relationship we had before, it's going to look a little different because I'm not okay with that anymore. And oftentimes people think, am I doing boundaries wrong if the person's mad at me or if they push back. And it's like, no, it probably means you're doing it right. Yes. I love that. And I always say a boundary that is set properly is going to upset somebody else. And that 
is the reason why people typically don't set them because as human beings, especially women, I don't want to like generalize, but I do work primarily with women. And I find that women have a harder time setting boundaries because of the way they impact other people. And like you just said, if the boundary is set properly, it is going to protect you from somebody else from their energy, from their comments, from their communication, from their their manipulation. Yes. Like all of the things and protecting yourself is the priority. I think in motherhood boundaries become like real strong. Um, and right. I think, and something I'm personally struggling with right now is that, um, I have a son. I don't know what's in my belly. I'm pretty sure it's another son. Um, but there know. is, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure. And I'm like, I'm going to be the in-law one day. And like, I need to make sure that the future, my future grandchildren, God bless and God willing, you know, that there are no boundaries set against me. So I just need to be <laughs> on my best game. Anyways, I did pull up a definition and it says personal boundaries are the limits and rules we set for ourselves within relationships. A person with healthy boundaries can say no to others when they want to, but they're also comfortable opening themselves up to intimacy and close relationships. So I think, and that's coming from the University of California, Berkeley. Um, I don't love the word rule, but I do think that it is an important piece of this, because again, the intention behind the rule or the boundary or the intent or the limit, like it says, is to protect your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health. So I think that's really important. Yes. And on that, I'm going back to one more analogy that I remember I read (laughs) in, did you read the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle? Yes, of course. So she has the chapter, I think it might be called boundaries. I don't remember. I could pull it up behind me, but, um, She talks about when she came out uh, as gay to her family after being married to a man and how she knew and she feared her mother's opinion and her mother's fears were going to come up and um, have an impact on her children. And so she was saying how they had obviously talked to their children about it. It was her, Abby, Craig was her husband. They had this family unit, this blended family unit. And they use the analogy of an island and only the only people that were allowed on their safe island were the people that had the same thoughts and beliefs and love surrounding their family. And so she used the example of they only let their moat down. Like if your island's surrounded by water, they would only let their moat down for people that had these same feelings about their family dynamic. And so when she had the conversation with her mom, her mom went into, well, what is everybody going to say? What is everybody going to think? You wrote these books about your marriage and, you know, forgiving your husband and, and what about the kids? And they're going to be bullied. And she said, mom, I love you so much. And I understand your thoughts and your fears but we don't have those fears here. And I don't want you bringing those fears into my children's lives. And so she said the first time she became an adult is when she set a boundary with her own mother, which I Mm -hmm. thought was a really interesting way of looking at it. And so I think an important thing is boundaries are not a list of people that are not allowed into your life. It's a list of, like you said, limits or, um, rules, if you will, or things that you won't allow And 
people come and go off those lists. It's not allowed about saying like these 10 people aren't allowed into my life. It's like, no, if anybody speaks this way or speaks this fear or speaks this hate into existence, then I'm going to set that boundary. If they change their behavior, if they change their belief system, then they're allowed back in. And so I loved that idea of like an island with a moat because people take them so personally, like, why are you attacking me? And it's like, I'm not attacking you. This boundary is set for anyone that thinks this way, you know, acts this way. So that was really helpful for me when I started really setting boundaries in my life because I felt like it was feeling like a personal attack to people. And I was like, oh no, it's just, you can be allowed in to my life and have this access again once these boundaries are not crossed. I love that. And the only last thing I want to add is the other post that came up is from University of Illinois Wellness Center. And it says the benefits of setting boundaries include warding off burnout, improved emotional health, improved relationships, setting a clear expectation for others, decreased stress, improved self-care capabilities, respect from others, and also from self. And it promotes Mm -hmm. autonomy. And I think those are really important because again, this is not just like a social media trending phrase, right? Like this is actually something that can protect you in a really big way. Um, And I think it is so important. I also, last night I was at this convention is probably not the right word. I was at this Panel. panel. I was on a panel with this other woman who was incredible. And she was talking about how the word trigger has become like this, like social media phenomenon, like viral Buzzword, word, right? Yeah. Um, but she said, but the reality is, and she was more of like a spiritual guru, um, a healer, if you will. And she mentioned something that really stuck with me that if something triggers you on social media or in life, that again, and it, this, like it, it triggered me because I had mm-hmm. this experience recently over the weekend with somebody misinterpreting something that I posted. Um, but she said, if somebody, if somebody is triggered by something that you post or something they see on social media, all that's doing is underneath that trigger is a wound that is not healed. And I just like loved the way that she said that she's like, somebody has put a bandaid over, you know, whatever. It was that we were talking about in my personal experience. It was a post about mocktails. Um, and you know, there must be a band-aid over that piece of that person's healing process and reading about it in a way that that person didn't connect to just reopened a wound that is not yet healed. And so if you think about things that trigger you on social media and that you don't have boundaries up with, this is all connected you know, thinking back to like where that's coming from and the wound that it's connected to and what healing is still needed to be done, I think is so powerful. Jenna, I have the best story for you. I I was (laughs) unloading the dishwasher and my husband was, as one does, (laughs) and my husband was scrolling on social media on the couch and he looks up at me and he's like, what's the deal with AG1? And I was like, you have just solidified for me that you never listen to our podcast (laughs) because they are one of our biggest sponsors. So let's talk about it, Luke. So I had to educate him. Yes. (laughs) For your support. He's like, I hear it everywhere. Like, what is it? Should I take it? And it was a wonderful conversation with him though, of we love AG1 by Athletic Greens. And so 
he takes a multivitamin. So I was like, okay, if you're taking this multivitamin, this could be a great substitute if you don't want to take pills. I also had the conversation with him how I have been taking it personally because with daycare baby germs, (laughs) lots of sickness in our home and truly not a lot of vegetable intake in our home right now. Like we are really lacking with the nutrient dense foods. It's been such an easy addition to just mix up a glass of it for a little boost of vitamins and minerals. So it was a really great educational conversation with my husband about no, honey, you don't have to do this if you want to be healthy, but it's a great addition if you're looking for a little nutrient boost of vitamins and minerals. And so much more. Um, so thank you, Luke. Now this is the part where you listen to what the code is. And for the rest <laughs> of our listeners, if you want to give it a try today, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D in addition to five free travel packs with your first purchase, which these will come in handy so well this summer. So please go to athleticgreens.com forward slash fork. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash fork. I was giggling to myself. First of all, that was <laughs> all <part>? amazing <laughs> about how it's like a trigger is just like a, a self wound, right? And it's like another person's behavior, something they said. And I remember sitting in therapy with my therapist, Katie, who we've had on the podcast before. I was like, okay, so like, I get that. But like, are you sure? Like, it's just not that person was like really fucked up and it's like, not me. Like, and she was like, no, Sammy, there's, there's a wound there. And I was like, Fuck. <laughs> So it's like, you know, we got to, this is where like the work is all about turning inward because we can't control other people's behaviors and how they act. Yes. And so hearing you say that, I'm like, damn it. I know. Reminder, but it's always a good reminder. It is, and it's so powerful. It's also powerful, and it's also connected. Um, So back to the beginning of the episode, Sam, do you have a what the actual work moment of the week? I do, and I feel like, I think I know what yours is going to be, and and knowing mine, I feel like this is a good segue because I feel like boundaries is a kind of a part of this, right, of once we were triggered with our what the actual work moment. Look at us blending all these topics. Yes. (laughs) So... As you know, Mother's Day was a few weeks ago, and I was at a Mother's Day breakfast brunch at my daughter's daycare. Now, keep in mind, my daughter is 11 months old, almost 12 months old, um, uh, a year. Whoa, fucking crazy. And so we're at this brunch, and there's a mom, and she looks at Sienna, and then she looks at me, and she goes, how old is your daughter? And I was like, 11 months, and she goes, Oh, she's so tiny. And that's the first thing she said. (laughs) And I've seen a lot of moms talk about this on social. um, And it's just, I just want it to be a friendly reminder. And again, my, my brain, I took a deep breath and I said, her thoughts, opinions, comments are a direct reflection of her. Nothing to do with me or my daughter. But it's like, why is body size like the first thing that she's bringing up? Especially like my daughter's so fucking cute. She's got double pigtails and big, big purple bow. Like, let's talk about that. Like, let's talk about like she's banging these little cups together, like making, you know, Happy noises. Can be. Yeah. Like, why are we commenting on her body size? And I, and again, it's like, I know because the culture that we live in, like, that's what people are so like channeled into doing and trained into doing, but it, it's such 
you know, she's only 11 months and she will be soon enough at an age where she will be taking in these comments. And she's had this her whole life. She's so petite. She's so petite. She's so petite. And then that made me feel shame of like, am I not feeding her enough? Meanwhile, she's a wonderful eater. She eats all sorts of foods, like drinks great volume with her formula. And when she was on breast milk. And so it's just like a, a friendly reminder. It definitely stopped me in my tracks. I was like, cause I just like, wasn't ready for it. And then I was like, because it is about my daughter, even though she's still a baby, I was like, do I say something in the moment? Like, again, how much of my mental energy do I want to expand? So I, I just like looked at her and I was like, Oh, and then I switched the conversation to like her teacher was there and Sienna is now signing more milk oh, all done and eats. Like she'll just look at me and be like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're talking to me. Like, it's you know best. what you want. It's so weird. And she does it the more, like, she literally does this. Like, it's not like, it's so cute. Anyways. So then no, we're just like, like this. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. He still yeah. does Sometimes it. it's he like He says clapping. it out loud and does do it. I'm like, okay, yeah. you could just talk to me now. <laughs> yeah. But so it's like, I just pivot. I was like, oh, okay. And then I pivoted the conversation elsewhere of like, did you see she's signing like milk? She'll be one handing her bottle now. And she's just going like this. Um, like, yes, milk. So it just, it stopped me in my tracks. And I'm like, damn, like I just forget because I don't leave my house often (laughs) how much people talk about body size and how early it starts. And I do need to get myself ready for when she is able to understand these comments to start to set boundaries with the mental energy with like, mommy groups in general not that that would be like a mommy group but like yeah. that's what it turns into I think it's going to be something that's going to be very tough for me <laughs> for me, for me. oh, oh um, I, I, you cut off for a second I was like for me yeah no you're <laughs> right it will be tough for me too and yeah I think we got to go back and like revisit our episodes with the sunny side nutritionists and yes. like we had yes. some good convos with them but um it just like you know I came home and Luke was like how was the mother's day brunch and I'm like well it was great. And the first conversation was this. And it's like, you know, after I, I took a deep breath, I got over it and and moved on. But it made me realize, like, I'm going to have a lot of work to do and, and to keep myself safe, to keep Sienna safe. And so, but it stopped me and made me just in my head. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what are we doing? That's a good one. Yeah. So what do you got? What do you got on your end? So mine's like a little similar, but different at the same time. And, you know, I shared this on social media quite a few different ways and quite a few different times, but I think longer form discussion on this topic, which I know we'll get into after I just share my experience will be really, really impactful based on the sheer volume of people that reached out to me after I shared this experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was at my second trimester appointment two weeks ago now um, at the OBGYN. And I am at an age that would be considered like a quote unquote higher risk pregnancy. Um, but that doesn't have anything to do with what I'm about to say next. Um, but the doctor's office was super backed up. It made me think of you like in so many ways with your doctor's story, but the doctor's office was super backed up. I was, they were 45 minutes late for my appointment. Once they finally put me in a room that had like the ultrasound machine, um, the nurse like never came in. So this like very busy woman 
very young, came in and she was like, has anyone seen you yet? And I'm like, no, <laughs> does it look like anyone's seen me yet? <laughs> like I'm sitting in here by myself. Um, and she was like, okay, let's just do your vitals. And like, was just like very pushy and very rushy. And she took my blood pressure, which was fine. And she's like, okay, time for the scale. And I didn't say anything. I had previously like thought about just like refusing all weights just because I don't find it necessary. I'm very clearly growing. Um, but I was like, you know what? Who cares? So I went on the scale and she was like moving the little ticker like up or up, up. Um, and she was like, wow, really? And like said it like that, like, wow, really? Like she was surprised that she was pushing it forward is how I internalized it, but like could have been something different. And I like glared at her and I was like, what does that mean? And she's like, I'm just surprised. And I was like, cool. So I didn't say anything after that, but what I thought about, and I I did bring it home with me, it didn't just like leave my space. And the way that I said this, um, actually I read posted one of Elise Meyer's videos about being weighed at I the doctor's office. It's so funny. It so good. Um, but you know, the reality is, is like the less healed version of me, because I'm no longer going to say like anybody is healed because you're constantly healing, right? Yes. But like the less healed version of me would have that comment alone would have impacted the way I Fed my baby, fed myself, moved my body, thought about my body, thought about my pregnancy and the anxiety that I would have had about going back to future doctor's appointments. So in my head, I'm like, this action right here is not a health promoting action for me. And now I need to set a boundary. But the reality is, is that I am more healed than that previous version of myself. However, it did still sit with me and I brought it home and I said something to my husband because, you know, when your body does change, even in pregnancy, it's not like, this is amazing. Like, at least that's not for me. It's like, how the fuck do I dress myself right now? Like, how am I feeling? You know, things are harder than they were. And like, these are all personal feelings for myself and it's all amazing and beautiful, but you can still have those feelings of, you know just like moving through it. And so I brought it home to my husband and I was like, what do you think she meant by this comment? Because I'm like really uncomfortable now. And he said all the right things. He was supportive um, and just listened. And like, it kind of talked me off of that ledge, but I, I couldn't help but think about a, the fact that I have thin privilege myself, how somebody in a larger body would have felt if that comment was made a, um, or somebody who is in that less healed space, what, their future steps towards caring for themselves would have or could have been after that exchange, which in her mind, she thinks was seemingly innocent and maybe even kind, right? I don't know what her intention Mm -hmm. behind saying that is and how it it actually impacted me or God forbid somebody else. Um, So let's talk about getting weighed at the doctor's office. (laughs) So as a mom, I feel like I've talked about this a lot of times. Um, I have two things I want to share today. Number one is there's not always a lot of time after bedtime before bedtime for your child before bedtime for yourself as your kitties get older, where you have a lot of time for self-care. And I used to really value that time at nighttime, but as bedtime gets later and later, you know, things are just changing over here and my bedtime gets earlier and earlier. Um, One of the things that I'm taking very seriously for my self-care is 
wearing pajamas that make me feel good in Mm. my body and also on my body. And as I am in my second trimester, I'm getting very close to that halfway mark of pregnancy already. My body is already changing. There are some emotions that come along with it. And in that process and for that process, something that's been really important to me is making sure I wear clothes for daytime and nighttime and bedtime that make me feel good physically and mentally. And I've been really, really enjoying the self-care aspect in addition to the comfort aspect of my cozy earth jammies at nighttime. I have the lavender color, which are just like so pretty. Um, And in my house full of boys, they feel so feminine. And I just can't say enough good things about them. I know any of our listeners that are hearing this right now have heard us talk about cozy ears before (laughs) and how much we absolutely adore them. I first found them during my first pregnancy with Sienna as well, and obviously wore them all through pregnancy and now just in normal life. And they also have men's Mm. loungewear as well. So with Father's Day around the corner, this could also be a really great gift idea just because we know the ladies love it so much. But we could also, if we have any men in our life that we want to give this to, it could be a great opportunity huge fans of Cozy Earth. And I love how you brought that into self-care because feeling pleasant in our bodies is so important and Cozy Earth really, really supports that. So Cozy Earth has provided us an exclusive offer for our listeners today. If you want 35% off site-wide, you can use the code FORK. Again, that is 35% off site-wide all Cozy Earth products if you use the code FORK. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. And yeah, it's funny. Like as you're saying that, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Similar to different, but similar to what I shared. And I think so many of our clients and listeners can relate to experiences like this. I mean, we think about the amount of weight stigma that happens in medical care in our country. And that's why so many people, especially people in marginalized bodies, don't want to go to the doctors because they're so fucking sick of the weight stigma and the oppression and the shaming and the, have you tried to lose weight? The one potential client that, or I'm sorry, comment that either could or may not happen. And like, that's enough to fuck up your mental health enough to incite inflammation inside your body and tell you like, my body doesn't want to be here right now. And it's reacting. Your blood pressure is going to go up. So then the doctor is going to blame something on your blood pressure. Right. And like all these things that can follow is all from this like fear of future, which is anxiety by definition of what could happen if you know, Mm -hmm. the doctor says something to you. And again, this is not just pregnancy. Like you said, like this is just in general, the weight stigma that is a part of our system um, for all body sizes. Yes, absolutely. And so I think, but we also know with the determinants of health that our medical care is a big sliver of our Mm -hmm. health and the medical care that we receive And so it's important to recognize that not going to the doctor and choosing to forego medical appointments because of the fear can have detrimental effects on your health. So that's where this conversation is, of course, nuanced, but recognizing, okay, how do we set boundaries with medical care, medical professionals? How do we find a doctor or medical professional that does support us or that does at least listen and respect our boundary? Because choosing to forego medical care is not going to be the best option. It's not health not, promoting. Yeah, it's not health promoting. So 
Um, we've had Dr. Asher Larmy on the podcast twice now, mm-hmm. and they have a wonderful website, No Way, and that's W E I G H dot org slash resources gets you to the page where it has this business card that can help you set the boundary with a medical professional if you do not want to be weighed. And again, that's noway.org forward slash resources. And it simply says, I do not consent to the following, being weighed, discussing my weight. (laughs) Yes, right? Being weighed, discussing my weight, discussing weight loss, a weight management referral. And then on the back of the card has, you know, a a more of an explanation saying, dear health professional, and talking about why, they, you know, they or you don't a- approve of the weight centric model. And I think it's, it's a, an amazing free resource that can help so many because it can be really hard to use your own voice in this situation. Yes. I love what they have on the site where it says when you've used, when you're used to being stigmatized by health professionals, it's really difficult to advocate for yourself in front of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for myself, like my hesitation, even to say, like, I don't want to be weighed today. There was some fear of rejection in that comment. Like, what if this person, this nurse, this doctor says, no, you have to. And so I do want to talk a little bit about that. I think everybody should print out these cards and keep them in their, um, their wallet or purse or whatever. There's also a PDF too, that has like a, just a longer version of that conversation that you can carry with you. And the website also has a ton of, for anybody who is interested, has a ton of resources and articles and under the four professionals page, which you don't have to be a professional to read. Um, there's a lot of research studies linked. So I think that that can also be really, really helpful for anybody that has just like follow-up questions on it. So I think that's super important. And, you know, talking a little bit about what you can do at the doctor's office to advocate for yourself. So I actually did a live on this and I had a couple of viewers that were um, sharing with me just some scenarios where weight may nece- may be necessary in the medical field. So I do just want to say, I, I do understand that it's not like a one size fits all that you can just say it for every scenario. For example, if you're getting anesthesia, that is very much, you know, part of the dosing process mm-hmm. for safety. Cause like, God forbid, um, they dose you too high and it could be detrimental to your health or too low. And you're awake during a surgery that could really suck. We don't want um, that. <laughs> we don't want either of those things. So there are some scenarios where it may be necessary. And even in pregnancy, which is like the beginning part of this conversation, there are some nuances to it too. If you have a high risk pregnancy, if you are um, having hyperemesis and like vomiting a lot, they do want to make sure that you're gaining at that point. Like I do after speaking with some people, like those are two scenarios where it may be possible. So no matter what the situation is, you can one advocate for yourself and say, no, you can say patient refuses. If they come back to you and say, um, but insurance needs it for their documentation. You can say, right. Patient refuses weight on the chart. And apparently that can, from what I've heard that can clear you, you do want to remind the professional not to put it on whatever take home paper they give you. I've heard that like people have refused it and then they've written it on the chart and like given it back to the client. Like, no, that's not helpful. Um, 
Um, or you can do what's called a blind wait, where you either close your eyes if you trust yourself enough to do so or face backwards. So put your back to the scale so you're not watching um, that piece. Did I miss anything? No, I think those are all wonderful options. And I think it's important to recognize that it's going to be different for every person of what they feel comfortable with. Yes, And I'm sure that you could also share about... There have been so many clients that we've workshopped this in session and then they come back, you know, they'll message us in our portal and be like, oh my gosh, I just went to the doctor. I refused my way in. The nurse was so sweet about it. Totally understood. It was a wonderful experience. And like you said, you can build this huge fear factor up in your brain. And that's not to say that every nurse is going to be sweet, right? (laughs) And, but it's, it's important to recognize that Again, this is a perfect example, tying it into the beginning <laughs> of a boundary that keeps you safe. Yes. And the the person, whoever that medical professional is that you're setting the boundary with, they can choose to either respect your boundary or not. And that's where some of these tools can just be so helpful to have in your back pocket. And I would say the only other thing would be workshopping this with a professional, yes. whether it's a registered dietitian, a body image therapist, a certified intuitive being counselor, obviously Jenna and I are here to support you. But if it's not us workshop this with a professional role play it, what's the worst possible thing that can happen. So you can really feel safe going into it and know like, I've got this. I've already talked through this. I know what to say because I think sometimes when things catch us off guard, like my example I shared earlier with my daughter, like it just threw me. I wasn't expecting it. And it's like, okay, I need to be more aware that these comments are going to come and how I want to respond. And so I think the same thing lies true here. And I think just to finish that, like if you are working with a dietitian or a therapist, like they can either call or email on your behalf if you give them Mm -hmm. permission. So if you don't want to have the conversation, I know my dietitians on my team have done that for patients in the past, like calling or emailing doctor's offices and just saying like, hey, this is X, Y, and Z. And again, I want you to come back to the fact that exactly what Sam just said is like, If this is going to stress you and prevent you from taking care of yourself, if the act of getting weighed is going to put you in a dangerous situation, which is inclusive of not taking care of yourself in future because of this potential situation, then that boundary is necessary. Yes. Because it's keeping you safe, like you just said. 100%. So, and yes, I couldn't agree with you more. If you have a dietitian, if you have a therapist, they should be able to write you a note similar to what this business card is on noway.org, but something more personalized to saying like, I'm undergoing medical care with this dietitian, with this therapist. And if you don't want to speak the boundary, that's where having something like a hard copy note or a business card can be helpful to give you that support. Send it in and say, put this on my file. Yes. Yes. Or have it and have it in your hand, you know? So anything else you want to add? I feel like this is such a a great episode and we'll make sure in the show notes that we link the resources at noway.org. Anything else you want to close us out with? No, I just think it's like so important to recognize. And this is, again, something we talked about last night when I was on this panel at this event, which was like so fun. And your health is just so much more than food, fitness, and your body size. And I think that that's missed so often um, in this space and on social media and just like all of the things. And your mental health is a huge indicator of 
your total health. And when you notice that like your body reacts to something like going to the doctor in a negative way, like I encourage or implore you to either work with somebody, find the support or find the strength inside of you to like speak whatever that boundary is that needs to be said into existence to protect your health. And like when you can really recognize that what you're doing, whether it's with your mom or with your medical professional professional or your partner or whatever it is, when you can verbalize that out loud and then follow up and stay true to it, your health will change for the positive. And I think that that's just like a really cool thing that we can kind of like step into our power with, which was the theme of our event last night. (laughs) It's like clearly sticking with me. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And I think that's a a beautiful message. I couldn't agree more. And just recognizing how hard it is. Jenna and I, I'm speaking on your behalf, Jenna, you can nod and let me know, but I believe (laughs) that we are both recovering people pleasers. 100%. And that's where boundaries are oh, they're hard. I remember when I first learned about them, I was like, oh, no way. Nope. Because I want everyone to approve of me. But then I, you know, as you get further away, you're like, ah, fuck it. I just got to make sure I'm proud of me and I feel safe, like you said, in my body. And so just thank you all so much for being here with us. And if if this was a helpful episode for you, if this if you liked it, if please send it to a friend, rate it, review, leave a review, let us know if this spoke to you. And and in those reviews, don't be afraid to leave feedback too of what you want to yes. hear more of, because the more that we can, you know, craft these episodes to be exactly what you need, the better. Save this, share it. And like Sam said, you can leave us the review at podcast.apple.com. And then we are what the actual fork podcast. We read them all. We are up to date with our newest ones, sharing them on, on air live. Um, and we would love to shout you out and read them out loud in our next episode. So thank you again for being here. We appreciate you so much and have the best day. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of What the Actual Fork Pod. We know there are a lot of pods out there and we are so grateful that you are here listening with us. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, share with all of your friends and faves, and don't forget to rate and review and let us know what you want to hear more of. The more we hear from you, the more that we can make these episodes exactly what you want. We would also love to connect with you on Instagram at what the actual fork pod. We promise to continue to bring you the hottest topics, greatest guests, and the most fun you can possibly have fighting diet culture bullshit. We love you, we appreciate you, and we will see you next week for more fun. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.